Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the book of Sirach. In those days, like a fire, there appeared the prophet Elijah, whose words were as a flaming furnace. Their staff of bread he shattered. In his zeal, he reduced them to straits. By the Lord's word, he shut up the heavens and three times brought down fire. How awesome are you, Elijah, in your wondrous deeds, whose glory is equal to yours. You were taken aloft in a whirlwind of fire, in a chariot with fiery horses. You were destined, it is written, in time to come, to put an end to wrath before the day of the Lord, to turn back the hearts of fathers toward their sons, and to reestablish the tribes of Jacob. Blessed is he who shall have seen you and who falls asleep in your friendship. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. O shepherd of Israel, hearken. From your throne upon the cherubim shine forth, rouse your power. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. Once again, O Lord of hosts, look down from heaven and see. Take care of this vine and protect what your right hand has planted, the Son of Man whom you yourself made strong. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. May your help be with the man of your right hand, with the Son of Man whom you yourself made strong. Then we will no longer withdraw from you. Give us new life, and we will call upon your name. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. As they were coming down from the mountain, the disciples asked Jesus, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He said in reply, Elijah will indeed come and restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him but did to him whatever they pleased. So also will the Son of Man suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them about John the Baptist. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, brothers and sisters, we continue this Advent journey. I hope it is a blessed one for you. Uh, It certainly has been so far for me as I have been preparing now and will continue to prepare this weekend for the Advent gathering of our pastoral team. We bring them in from all various parts of the country and indeed the world to gather here at our headquarters next week for planning meetings. These are people who are heading up various aspects of our Priests for Life work in ending abortion, saving the lives 
of the unborn healing their moms, dads, and families from the wounds of abortion. And we will celebrate, of course, the Advent season and the coming of Christmas, the coming of Christ. So you continue to be in our prayers and will be in a special way this week when we have these meetings. Well, brothers and sisters, Elijah is coming, has already come, was told, we were, we were told he was coming. If you look at how the Old Testament ends, it finishes with the prophet Malachi, it ends with the prophecy that before the great and terrible day of the Lord, now that refers, of course, to the coming of Christ, his death and resurrection that then ushers in a new humanity, the day of the Lord, when he shakes things up, destroys evil, and introduces a new kind of relationship with God for human beings, before that happens, Elijah will come. Now Elijah was one of the strongest prophets in the Old Testament. At a certain point he said, Lord, I'm the only one left who's standing up for you. And he stood up still. He called the prophets of Baal together. It was in the days of Ahab and Jezebel. And false worship was going on. Child sacrifice was happening, as it is happening today in abortion. The people were breaking the covenant. And Elijah stood up against the evil king, Ahab, who was leading the people in breaking the covenant. He stood up against them. And he stood up against the false prophets. And he gathered them together and he said, Well, you call out to Baal. And if he's God, let him answer with fire. I'll call out to Yahweh. He is the true God. He will answer with fire. In fact, the name Elijah means my God is Yahweh. The true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. My God is Yahweh. Because Elijah is the one who said in that, on that same occasion to the people, if the Lord is God, then serve him. If Baal is God, well then serve him. But don't try to straddle the fence. Don't try to hold two opinions at the same time. How long will you wobble along, he said, with two opinions? And isn't that what so many of the people of God do today? Oh yeah, I'm Catholic, I'm Catholic, oh, but I'm for abortion. Oh, yeah, I'm a follower of Christ, but I don't forgive my enemy. Oh, yes, I, I serve the Lord. But I indoctrinate young people into sexual perversion and into woke ideology. No, we, we can't have it both ways. You can't be a follower of Christ or a follower of God and accept or tolerate or promote the killing of children by abortion, you cannot do both at the same time. If you think you can, stop straddling the fence, like Elijah said. You can't be following Christ and hating other people, failing to forgive, failing to be generous, failing to pray, failing to worship thinking there are other gods, thinking there are other pathways, there is one Savior, His name is Jesus Christ. You can't be His follower and think otherwise and promote other ways of being reconciled to the Father because there is no other way. I am the way, 
the truth, and the life. So the uniqueness of Christ. Believing in that, proclaiming that, it's one of the requirements for following him. There are many requirements for following him. The point that Elijah was making is, how long are you going to straddle the fence? If the Lord is God, serve him. Cut off all the other gods. Stop claiming to follow the ways of evil. Stop pretending that there's fulfillment in other Gospels. If the Lord is God, follow him. Make all the decisions and desires of your heart and of your life line up with him. Integrity. Single-mindedness. Purity of heart. It goes by many different words and different phrases, but brothers and sisters, it all means he is the one. He's the center of gravity. Oh boy, there is so much lack of courage today. We don't want to cut off the hand that leads us to sin. It's a figure of speech, of course. But it's a reality, spiritually. Something leads you to sin. You cut it off. If it's a relationship, if it's an activity, if it's a book, a website, a, a habit, that we have it leads you to sin. You cut it off. If the Lord is God, serve Him. If the gospel is true and Christ Jesus died for our sins, well, what are we waiting for to tell other people about it? We've got to tell them now while there's still time for them to accept Him. If the Lord is God, serve Him. I mean, if not, then stop claiming to serve Him. Those in public office or not in public office, who claim to be followers of Christ and promote this baby killing that we call abortion, stop it. If the Lord is God, serve Him. That means welcome life and protect it. Don't cut the heads off of these babies. That's what abortion does, by the way. The ones who defend it don't like to describe it. See, that's my challenge to them. Biden, listen up. Pelosi, listen up. Abortion. Now, it's, it's cutting the heads off of babies, okay? Stop the nonsense. Stop deceiving the American people. Stop pretending to be Catholic. Cut it out. You hypocrites. If the Lord is God, serve him. If Baal is God, well then serve him. But then don't claim to be serving Christ. Elijah was foretold to come again. Now, Jesus said that this concluding line of the Old Testament referred to John the Baptist. Let's look at what it said. At the end of the prophet Malachi, it says that Elijah will come to turn the hearts of the children to their fathers. Fathers to their children. It's repeated here in this reading from Sirach. What does that mean? Well, we can think about, of course, and we do, think and talk about the importance of the role of the father in the family, the role of the father in society, at the root of so many of our problems and our moral collapse and our societal collapse is absent fathers and weak fathers. We know that. 
that's actually not the main thrust of what the prophet is saying. Turning the hearts of the children to the fathers means the forefathers in faith who passed on the covenant, the prophets who passed on the teaching about being faithful to the covenant, the children of Israel, the descendants of Israel, and we who descend likewise spiritually from them as Christians, we've got to turn our hearts back to our fathers in faith and do what Elijah said. If the Lord is God, serve him. Don't forget about the covenant. Don't forget about the commandments. Don't neglect the words of the prophets. Don't break the covenant. Or as the book of Revelation says, don't fall away from your first love. Don't grow slack. Don't grow lukewarm. Stay fervent. Turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers, the fathers in faith. And so John, Jesus says, John the Baptist is Elijah. When he came, what did he say? Repent. He had a baptism of repentance. When he came, what did he say? There's the Lamb of God. Turn away from your sins. Why? Because he takes away the sins. So you've got to be ready to let them be taken away. You can't be attached to the sins. If you're going to welcome the Lamb of God, if you're going to welcome the Son of God, who's going to be the Lamb of sacrifice to take your sins away, well then, you need to want to get your sins taken away. It's really very simple. So Jesus said, well, John is, is, is Elijah. John said that Jesus was coming. He was greater than he was. And he had his winnowing fan in his hand. You know what the winnowing fan did? I mentioned this also the other day. When the harvest was brought in, you have to separate the good grain from the chaff, the worthless stuff. And so it would be pounded on the ground, thrown up in the air, and then the winnowing fan would make the chaff, which was lighter than the grain, blow away while the good grain fell to the ground and could be gathered up. John the Baptist said, well, that's what Jesus is going to do. He's got his winnowing fan in his hand. Now, what's, he going to, what's the grain that has to be threshed like that, pounded? Pounded. And then... The bad stuff blown away. It happens both in us and around us. It happens, and some people falsely think that this is prohibited politics. No, it is commanded application of the word of God to real life, okay? When we say that part of the winnowing fan is going to take people like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, in fact, the whole Democrat Party is guilty of this. Get them out of the way. Blow the chaff away when you have these false prophets, these public hypocrites, distorting the faith, pretending that you can follow God and Baal at the same time. The winnowing fan has to drive this chaff out of the way. They should not be, any of them, in public life because they're doing damage. That's part of what this means. And you and I have to use the winnowing fan to vote them out of power. 
every single Democrat, vote them out of power. Today, tomorrow, the next day, next year, I will continue echoing this message. And all the hypocrites that have tried to make me stop echoing this message have apparently failed. That's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is the winnowing fan has to come inside, inside the heart, inside the mind. And brothers and sisters, the chaff that has to get blown away are the false doctrines that we hold on to, the lies by which we are so easily deceived, the doubts that sometimes we tell ourselves about our ability to be holy, our ability to be faithful to the covenant. We think sometimes that the commands of God are too hard to follow. They aren't. They're hard, but they're not impossible because we have the very power of God to follow them. The winnowing fan has to come to separate us from our vices. Let the vices, let the sin be blown away and let the good grain remain, which is our virtues. He has his winnowing fan in his hand. So this is why Jesus, this is why Jesus is saying, and it makes a lot of sense that John the Baptist is in fact Elijah. He is this great prophet saying to the people, stop trying to have the chaff and the, and the good grain together. No, you've got to separate them. Stop trying to have the pro-abortion and the pro-life together. You've got to separate them. Stop trying to say you're a Christian. You keep electing people who are throwing the Christian faith out the window. Stop it. Get integrated. You get integrated, you're going to have peace. You're going to have joy. Yeah, other people are going to oppose you. So what? How does that make you lose your, your peace? How does that make you lose Christ? That's the only thing you have to be afraid of. Losing Christ. You don't have to worry about the favor of other people. You don't have to worry about that. Throw it out. Throw out that concern. Throw it out the window. Elijah has come. Elijah has come. And you know what that means, brothers and sisters? The day of the Lord is at hand. If Elijah has come, if John the Baptist has come, then Christ has come. Him we welcome. Him we worship. In Him we rejoice. Today, tomorrow, and every day. This is a great and tremendous moment. This is our Advent. Welcome Christ. Let Him change you. Let Him raise you up. Let Him purify you. Embrace Him, brothers and sisters, with more courage and less doubt than ever before. Embrace Him with more joy and less sorrow than ever before. Embrace Him now, for He comes. He comes to bring us salvation. Happy Advent. God bless you all. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.